We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. And it's your Friday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. I am Shanna. We have Nathan here. We've got Monty here, and we got too cocky last week, guys, with our our <laughs> predictions. We were drinking the Packer Kool-Aid with all the ice. Yeah, they um, they definitely let us down and themselves, too. That was just like, a, I mean, th- th- there's no explanation for, you know, justifying how they lost that game. Um, it's bad they lost, period. But the way they lost just makes it just completely unacceptable. So, the unfortunately, that was probably the game that if they win, it gives them a little bit of a cushion to now have a screw up and now they really can't have one basically. And and that game felt like, like going into it, I was nervous. Cause I was like, man, I, I get this bad feeling like they're on a roll. They've now won three games in a row that you're not expecting to win. And it's like, they kind of feel like they're due for a letdown and, you know, and the giants suck, but you're like, it's on the road. Like it just, okay. I'm not sure. And Pretty much everything that they needed to do to lose this game, they did. You know, you go into the game. If you're if you're if you're scripting a game plan for this game, it's like, okay, you know, we should win this game. You're playing a team with a, a horrible quarterback and a team that just sucks right now. Like the game plan should be, okay, you know, don't let them beat you on the ground. Make make DeVito beat you with his arm. Didn't do that. Uh don't turn the ball over. You know, let, let's not give them an easy, you know, any any short fields and, and give them any momentum. Like just take care of the ball and you should be able to take care of business. Turn it over three times. <laughs> uh, don't don't have any you know special teams mishaps nothing like that nothing that again something that can swing the game one way or the other if if it comes down to it and you know they have the the, the missed field goal they have the fumbled punt they had some special teams penalties and it's like and then you, you know you throw in a, a bad game from love after he had a few games good games in a row and it was like man they just 
they did everything they needed to lose this game and they still almost won it. They still almost got away with it because yeah, of Saquon's that, fumble at the end. Saquon fumbled and I was like, they're going to do this. They're going to get away with a horrible performance in this game. And Joe Barry said, no, we will not get away with it. I'm going to make <laughs> sure we don't. Yeah, that's the, that, go ahead. that's the most frustrating thing is, you know, they didn't deserve to win, right? Like, I know that's not a thing. Deserves nothing to do with it. But they had no business winning yeah. the way they played. And the fact that, you know, Jordan Love takes them down, to f- down the field and scores the go-ahead touchdown with less than two minutes. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I I only very briefly celebrated when they scored because I just kind of knew. Like, I was like, they're not going to stop them, like, from getting yeah. a field goal. Like, you just kind of knew it was going to happen. And, to, like, to what you said in your recap just now is if you have to, you know, write out what you can't let happen, they keep losing games the same way because that was the fourth time um, they allowed 200 yards rushing. They've all been in losses. And the quarterbacks in those games were Desmond Ritter, not good, Jared Goff, who was playing very well at the beginning of the season. So that one is at least to a competent quarterback. But then Kenny Pickett, loss, and then and now Tommy DeVito. So in only one of these games where you allowed 200 yards rushing, is the quarterback even mildly a threat? And that's just, I mean, they're doing the same thing over and over. And I, I, I tweeted something that said, like, they're losing these games in blueprint fashion, just like, you know how they're going to lose when they're when they're up against the team that isn't going to lean on the pass because it happens the same way every time. And and defensively, sorry to cut you off, Shannon, but defensively, it's like they they just never feel like they kind of make their their imprint on a game. And it's like they'll have games, you know, they have these games where they don't allow many points, but you're still like, did the defense really kind of yeah. set the tone? And it's like, no, they didn't. You know, again the. I've gone through it on this podcast before, but like the the games previous where I'm like, okay, the defense only allowed 20, but it feels like they easily could have allowed 30 plus, And it feels like they still allowed 400 yards. And, you know, they got kind of lucky in that Chargers game. There's three drop touchdowns in other games. It's like, you kind of get lucky with some red zone plays. And it's like, I just, the, the other team always seems to be able to move the ball easily on them. And I know that's part of their plan is like, we want to, you know, we'll give them stuff in the middle of the field, but we're not always going to, you know, we're going to kind of bend, but don't break. And they still did that at the end, even though they couldn't bend. <laughs> you can't even bend. Like you're, yeah, you, you can't allow a field goal. Don't bend. And yeah. they just said, "Oh, you know, take take a few twenty yard plays here. Just you're good." But um, yeah, it's like they. I never feel like they are the aggressor on defense. I never feel like they're really setting the tone or making other teams play, you know, a way they don't want to. It's like they kind of just let teams do whatever they want on them. And sure, they might end up not allowing a ton of points, which I know is the is the point of defense is not to allow points, but it's like, you can't consistently win like that. Like that's not a, a, a recipe for winning Super Bowls and, and really being a winning franchise and no sacks, no pass breakups, only two quarterback hits against the giants. It's like, that's, that's inexcusable, man. Like they cannot let that happen. You can't allow Tommy DeVito to run for 70 yards on you. And it's just, it's so frustrating to see this stuff happen all the time. In my opinion, that's the most unacceptable stat of the game is that i mean that's a team they were allowing over five sacks a game like yeah. clo- closer to six i think it's like 5.7 something so almost six sacks a game they're only scoring seven points a game at home and you got almost absolutely no pressure and that's like 
I love Rashawn Gary. We all do. Like, I think he's an elite pass rusher, but that's a game where that kind of player has to do like they should have won the game because of him yeah. based on like how much of a mismatch that was. And the yeah. fact that he was a non-factor is just completely like unacceptable from a standpoint of your strength versus their weakness. And you didn't even come close to exploiting it. I think the most entertaining thing to watch the entire game was not the Packers or the Giants. It was the um, pimp that was in the crowd. Um, <laughs> his agent, every time they showed him, I was like, that guy's just really freaking cool. Like He, he literally like, looks like a character from Sin City. Yes. <laughs> I loved it. And then my favorite was when they shot to Tommy DeVito's parents. And I said, oh, my God, that's exactly how I pictured them to look. <laughs> like, no. The, the adorable little family in Jersey that their son lives at home still, but he's an NFL player. And I'm like, that's exactly who I would have thought. Like it was better than the Taylor Swift cam. I was going to, I was going to say that was, that was more annoying than getting Taylor Swift cam because we didn't get that during the chiefs game because the Packers were ahead the entire time. Yeah. I, I have a feeling they're not showing Tommy DeVito's agent and his parents every five minutes. If the Packers are, you know, doing what they're supposed to do in that game and blowing the Giants out. I was very here for it. Like, I was like, oh, there they are again. Oh, 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 this is great. Um, It just like that, that game just gave me so much deja vu of the beginning of the season when we said, like, they're just not getting better. Like, that's what yeah. this, this team looked at or looked like to me. And I think that was the most frustrating part that you were just like, man, how did we get back to this point? Yeah, it was definitely a regression. And that's what makes it so disappointing because – you know, they have they had showed you to this point that they could beat anyone mm-hmm. and they could play with good teams. And again, I know they also showed that they could lose to anyone. But like you said, that was before they were playing better. So that's why I think that was the worst loss of the season, just from where the team was and the way they lost. Because, again, they were a bad team when they played the Raiders and the Broncos. And like those were bad losses. But you were a bad team losing to other bad teams at that point. Like you've shown that you're at least a decent team and able to play with elite teams. And now you went out and laid that egg instead. Yeah. Like how do you beat the chiefs and then come back and lose? (laughs) That's the most Packers thing ever though. For me. No, again, dude, I, I going into the game, I was like, my dad and I both kind of looked at each other before the game. We're like, I've got a bad feeling about this game. It it? doesn't feel, it, it feels like we're getting a little too ahead of ourselves. It feels like we're due for, a bad game, you know, it's and part of it is just having a young team. You're like, can they really play well four games in a row? And not that they needed to play that well to win this game, but just like right. I can see. And I, I guess I shouldn't say I was even like fully expecting a loss, but I was like, I don't think they're going to look great. I think they're going to have a, a, a an off game and it might still be a win. It might still be a game that they win ugly. But I was like, I, I don't see them playing super well four games in a row. You know, a young team like this. And obviously you hope they. you know, you're like, maybe they can. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. Maybe love will do this again and play damn near perfect again. But it was like, I don't know. It just feels like they've got a bad game coming. And it wasn't, you know, again, if you're going to pick a game that you could have your bad game, it's probably this one. Cause you're like, we can still win this game while having a bad game. Like, right. okay, let's have it. Let's have a bad game against the giants, still get away with an ugly win and then get back on track, you know, to close out the season. And again, they almost did it. They almost got away with the win. They almost were able to, to keep it, but it's, it's frustrating to see them drop that game that, you know, again, like you said, would have given them a big cushion, as far as getting into the playoffs, now it's like, okay, your margin for error is kind of slim again. You've got to win three of these last four. And if you're looking at it saying we only can we can only win or we only have to win two of these last four, you're in really, really good shape at that point. Now yeah. it's like, okay, 
there's a chance with their injuries, they lose this Buccaneers game. There's, and all of a sudden you need to win these last three and the pressure's on. It's, I don't know. It's going to be a little bit interesting here. Uh, it was funny before you came on, Nathan, I was like, oh, I got to check out, you know, the injury report from today because friendly reminder, yes, this airs on Friday, but we recorded on Wednesdays. So I go to look at the injury report and Monty's like, um, you're going to have to make your screen. You're going to have to zoom <laughs> out a little bit to be able to see everyone on one page. Like this is wild to me. Like how did this all happen? Yeah. I mean, again, seven more injuries coming out of that game. Um, you know, j- again, on the 90th jet sweep of the game, Jaden Reed got hurt. And then, you know, he was in the protocol. Thankfully doesn't have a concussion, but he has a, he has an ankle injury. So he, he wouldn't have practiced because this is the, was a walkthrough type of list today, but yeah, I mean, and and that's what makes this so hard to, to stomach is, I mean, if, if Reed can't go and Watson can't go and Dontavian Wicks, seems like he's going to be out for a few weeks because he he literally said i effed up my ankle so yeah it <laughs> doesn't sound like anything anything minor um like your receivers going to this game are going to be what uh romeo dobbs malik heath and Smart right? Toure. Yeah, like that's that's not good dude <laughs> and i was saying i'm like can we on the last podcast i said it i was like can we flip the Panthers and the Buccaneers yeah. game, you know, just for our, for the week that we're terribly hurt. Yeah. Just for the Panthers and, and again, <laughs> I'll, I'll probably still get away with a win and then we can heal up. And, but it's like, damn, you know, this again, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit worried. Cause it's like, if we lose this one, you know, with all the, in it, which is very, you know, reasonable with all these injuries that they could lose this game. You know, if they, if Jordan loves out there with the, with the receivers you just mentioned and, you know, possibly no Jones, no Dylan too. It's like, they just, everyone's hurt. And, there's a a very realistic chance they lose the game, and at that point, you kind of need to you kind of need to win all all of your last three games. Oh, yeah, I think you would. I think you would have to win out. Yeah, yeah. and then at that yeah. point, you're you've got you know the pressure's on, and it's like with a young team, it's like you just you don't want to be in a position where you have to win out and have to win those last three. And I know they're all winnable games, but two of them are divisional opponents, which are always difficult games, and it's like it just puts you in a bad position. So. That's what, you know, that's why that that Giants loss really, really hurts because it's like, the, you know, if they had gotten away with a win, we'd be looking at this like we can still lose this game and then go two and one and you're OK. Now it's like, no, you 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 really need to get a win this Sunday and keep some breathing room going into those last three games. I got a good question. Would you have. Knowing what it means, like for their seeding and what, you know, the importance of the loss is would you have rather lost to the Chiefs and then beat the beat the Giants? I still think I would have rather beat the Chiefs than. I agree. Yeah, I'd, ra- I'd rather beat the Chiefs, Chiefs because yeah. beating, because here's the thing: is people would be like, "Well, yeah, of course they lost to the Chiefs. Well, yeah, of course they beat the Giants." Instead of being like, right. "Oh, hell yeah, look at this team! Yeah. <laughs> this team might be legit. They just beat Patrick Mahomes yep. and Mr. Taylor Swift." You know, so I I would much rather have that like go out on a high note versus uh well yeah of course they did that's not impressive kind of stat you know yeah it's yeah. like it, it's the sting of you won a game that's great but had you lost it in the long run it doesn't matter and then instead of winning a game that you absolutely should have now you're like we have, we really shouldn't have lost this like <laughs> yeah yeah but i agree i'd rather have the chiefs game because it does give you a little bit more hope of like okay well when they are good they can beat almost anyone you know and and it gives you that that confidence but you again this we, we kind of knew this going into the season and 
you know, there's going to be some highs. There's going to be some lows. This team's probably going to be inconsistent, and that's what we've seen. I mean, they they finally got a little bit consistent those last three games. It was like, okay, you know, this is the first time they put together multiple games in a row of, like, playing really well and Jordan no turnovers. playing well. And, yeah, no turnovers. And, you know, here we go right back down, and it's like, okay, now they got to pick themselves back up and, and hopefully look better. But we kind of, you know, again, this isn't anything that I'm super, super concerned about, like, Oh, how can they beat the Chiefs but lose to the Giants? Because I I did expect this type of stuff with a young team. I mean, maybe not to those extremes, but it's like I, I did expect them to win games that they weren't supposed to win and to lose games they weren't supposed to lose. And so, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard, but I try to have that perspective on it. Like, okay, going into the year, what did I think? And yeah, especially with the injuries too, that adds to it. What do you think was the difference? Like, why do you think? Oh my gosh, they beat the Chiefs and then turned around and lost to the Giants. Do you think it was like they got a little in their heads? They got a little cocky with it. Like what like what do you think was the the factor here? I think it was I like I just don't we talk, we talk about like total team loss. I think it even started like I don't think the like Matt LaFleur had a great game calling plays. Um no. he had some questionable it, like why are we trying to get cute with these flea flickers? Like what just Yeah, like play. they're I mean you're you're a better team than the Giants. I mean, I know at any given Sunday or Monday, whatever all that is like, but I mean, on paper and the way that you were playing, you're a much better team. Like it, it, it's not really a good sign that you feel you have to get that deep into your bag of tricks to beat them the way they have to do it to beat you. Cause I mean, the giants do a flea flicker for like a 20 yard play. <laughs> like yeah. that's like a weird play to run a flea flicker for. And then LaFleur did it on the next drive because he's like, oh, man, like I'm looking. They got me out here looking <laughs> that was ridiculous. Cool. And then it was, yeah, was going to try that. <laughs> it was like the Giants did like a target like play. And then LaFleur did a Walmart like you're like, what, <laughs> yeah. what are we doing here? Yeah. And oh, it was so it was so sad. And they and, and, and the other thing about it was obviously like Jordan Love wasn't good the first, what, two and a half quarters even. So like he was very erratic early and like inaccurate and uh Dusty had a couple of videos out today. Now that he has the all 22 that it was apparently really windy. Like you could actually see the wind, like affecting a lot of the throws, but even so like he was not great. He wasn't accurate. So maybe that also changes how LeFleur was calling the game at that point. Um, but I mean, it, it is unfortunate that you didn't have Watson because hit like this team's Ascension and Jordan love playing so well for that three game stretch it was pretty much tied directly to Watson being available and playing well. Cause I think he scored in every one of those games. So it, not having him again, like always shrinks the field. And I think you kind of saw that. Yeah. And, and for me, those, you know, I think the big differences were, yes. Like I, I think Jordan love, it, it kind of starts with that where he just wasn't that sharp, consistent player we saw for the last three weeks. And that's, I mean, Quarterback play makes a huge, huge difference. Obviously, like that's that's something you just kind of have to start with is, okay, if the quarterback looks a lot worse, they're probably going to play a lot worse. So I'm starting with that. And then the turnovers too. You know, you had mentioned it. They didn't turn the ball over at all those last three games. Like they just didn't make mistakes. They didn't, you know, give other teams great opportunities to score. They didn't put themselves in bad positions. It was like they just kind of were steady, moved the ball, didn't turn it over, and, and won games that way. And obviously that's how you win games. And to have three turnovers and – um, you know, love had the fumble, love had the interception and then the, the muff or the fumbled punt. It's like, that's again, that's, that's how you lose games. You're just, you're not supposed to lose. And that's how you all of a sudden just, you know, everything looks a lot worse because you're giving the other team a, a good field position and, you know, you're, 
you're losing uh, drives, you know, you're just missing out on points. So it's like, it, it goes both ways then. And all of a sudden you just look a lot worse when you turn the ball over. So um, I think those two things are probably the big differences. Like they just didn't look as consistently sharp as they did on offense. Those, those last three, the defense I didn't think was like anything, you know, it wasn't anything super new where I was like, the defense looks so much worse. It's like, this kind of, again, this kind of, <laughs> yeah, used to. not All good, the but it's like, bad. All right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. You know, but, but the offense had looked much sharper. The offense had really been clicking. And and so that's what I noticed was, and, and some of it's LaFleur too. I didn't think he called a great game. As you said, got a little too cute in a game that it's like, you want that game to be as normal as possible because if the game is normal, you're going to win like any normal game, you win that game. But it's like, they, all of a sudden they're running cute stuff and, you know, then they're making special teams mistakes and the game just was like, nope, this is not going to be a normal game. And that's not what we want because that's how the Giants could win this game. And sure enough, that happened. So, yeah, it was the offense just overall was was not nearly as sharp as those last three games. So Sunday noon, Lambeau, Packers, Buccaneers, both are six and seven. Buccaneers are on a two game winning streak. Uh, Baker Mayfield has played at Lambeau twice, once with the Browns, once with the Rams. He has lost both times. Do you think he is going to lose three for three? So you guys have probably noticed by now that the Pack-A-Day podcast is 365 days a year, and we've now been doing this for over five years. You've probably also noticed that I haven't missed too many episodes over the years, and let me tell you, that isn't by mistake. The truth is, before I started the podcast, I used to get sick way more often. I figured at the time that it was just happenstance, wrong place, wrong time, maybe ran into someone with the wrong germ, and I got sick. What the heck was I supposed to do about it? Then I had a friend recommend to me a vitamin regimen that helped my immune system, and ever since I started boosting my immune system, my instances of being sick drastically decreased. Turns out wasn't always just happenstance after all. When I was sick, I wasn't feeling focused. I felt sluggish and that led me to fall behind on my work and left me stressed out. Me taking vitamins helped, but then I ran into a different problem. Taking multiple vitamins every day was becoming a hassle and I figured there had to be an easier way. That's when I started drinking AG1. When I started drinking AG1 daily, I not only continued to boost my immune system, I also had more energy and was able to replace all of my multivitamins. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. Not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. That's why I'm proud to have AG1 as a sponsor for the Pack-A-Day podcast. AG1 is the supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash packaday. That's drinkag1.com slash packaday. Check it out. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's the holiday season, and in our family, we're gearing up to get all of our holiday shopping completed so we can have those magical moments of giving the gifts that people are going to love, and we can see the joy on their faces when they open those gifts. As a father of a 6- and 10-year-old, those moments are magical, and they mean a ton to me. Now, you and your family may have different holidays or different traditions, but one thing remains the same. You get to define how you give to yourself this holiday season, and this holiday season is the perfect time to do just that. You could treat yourself to a spot 
Frittate. Maybe make your favorite meal for dinner, or maybe the best gift of all could be a gift of therapy. As I've talked about in the past, therapy has been a huge benefit to me in my walk in life. As much as we want to put life on cruise control and act like everything is perfect, the fact remains that life is hard and you don't have to walk that journey all by yourself. As soon as I realized that, is when my life took a turn for the better. Therapy has helped me focus, it's helped me avoid negative triggers, and it's helped me enjoy the little things in my everyday life. If you're thinking about starting therapy this holiday season, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be ultra convenient, and can be suited to your own unique schedule. In this season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash packaday to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash packaday. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making Prize Picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy this is such a hard game to figure out because obviously now we have which Packers team is going to show up right and that's a that's in a figurative and literal sense because I was was going to say quite literally we don't know who's going to play we don't know who's playing like necessarily so and the Bucks are fighting for their playoff lives too I mean half the NFC has like at least five losses or something crazy like that or six losses it, it, it's ridiculous what the log jam is. I saw, um, and this is overall in the league, but I saw a graphic that says 30 teams are still mathematically in playoff contention, which... I mean, the AFC is just as bad. Like, I'm over here crazy. with my bills, and it's so jammed up, and I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, this is a nail-biter. So we, we were looking at this stretch of the schedule and saying, oh, we're going to be playing some teams, you know, that are bad. They're going to be out of it. I mean, these teams, other than the Panthers, are still going to be fighting to make the playoffs, so... Um, I really like, I really hope that, you know, they're, they're coming back home to Lambeau, a warm weather team. I know the whole concept of the Packers having home field in the cold is kind of dying, but I mean, we we're really getting our first taste of like, what is Jordan Love is like a cold weather quarterback. So he's, he's seemed decent so far. Obviously we know he struggled, but he's played well at home. So, um, I really hope that they, they just kind of, you know, it's one of those burn the tape games. Like let's get back to what it is that we do well, provided they have the the players able to do it. And that's, I think to me, that's the, just the biggest question mark. Like, I think you can survive this game if you get some of these guys back. Like if you get an Aaron Jones and you, or, or Christian Watson or hopefully both, but if you get one of those two, like that goes a long way. Um, 
but I, I do know that, you know, it, Stokes hasn't played yet. They haven't necessarily put him on the 53, but like, do we see Jair this week? It's just, there's so much up and down, but I do think, uh, and we'll get to predictions later, but I, I, I think that they, they bounce back in this one. I was just looking, you said about the weather. Um, it's supposed to be, and we really haven't gotten the advantage, right, of playing like at Lambeau. It's like, okay, yeah. well, maybe, I mean, this is going to be December, right? It's going to be a high of 40 on Sunday. Oh, yeah, see, that's... And mostly cloudy. Like, oh, we can't get a snow game? Yeah. We can't get a snow game. <laughs> yeah. I think... Um... I mean, I also I do think that they bounce back. I think the offense will look sharper. Am I that is contingent, as you said, kind of on a couple of these guys playing. Like if every one of these guys or almost every single one of them's out, okay, I'm probably gonna pick us to lose. I just I think it's unrealistic to expect a team with that many injuries to to win a game against a team that is fighting for their playoff lives too. You know, I, I just think you'd be in a very bad spot. Who's but, not nearly as injured. Yeah. And so <laughs> if you know, but assuming that a couple of these guys could play, like you said, either Watson or Jones or, you know, Reed, get get some of these weapons that you can put next to Jordan Love. I think he will bounce back. The The Buccaneers have had a really bad pass defense this year. Um, their running game, their run defense has been pretty good, but, um, the, you know, the way to beat them is kind of through the pass. That's been their weakness uh, this year. So I think, you know, again, if Love can get, you know, he's going to have Dobbs and then hopefully either Watson or Reed or possibly both. And it's like, if, if he can have a couple of those weapons, then I do think he'll bounce back. I think the offense will look good enough um, to be able to win this game at home. I think they, you know, love will look better at home. The offense will just be smoother. So yeah, if, if that's the case, I, I do feel fine about our chances. I think it should be a good game either way. You know, both of these teams are pretty evenly matched, you know, inconsistent, but, but both playoff contending teams, but assuming we can have a couple of guys out there on offense next to love, I, I think we can, pull this one off i do think that the players i mean hopefully the players on defense were embarrassed by that game on monday because like i said like you should have almost won the game because of rashawn gary so i i'm looking for a big bounce back game from him if i had to pick one person um that's gonna kind of stand out in this game like he nobody wants it more than he does and i'm sure he is embarrassed by that by that performance um but that that's why i think i think we see a, a return to, I mean, I was going to say a return to form, but they've always kind of been the same defense they are, but more what they were playing in that win streak of they were, they were at least forcing turnovers because, you know, they got one on Monday, but that was not forced. That was literally MetLife forcing that fumble. <laughs> um, but so I, I think that's a key is that th- this defense at least gets back to to playing decent enough with a lead because that that was the disappointing thing. The Packers would take the lead and they gave it right back on Monday. And then Tucker Craft has been really good these last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Which that is really big considering like we just talked about the other weapons that are that are possibly not going to be able to play in this game. And I mean, from where he was earlier in the season, it was it kind of worked out perfectly because as soon as Musgrave got hurt he's pretty much stepped in and played extremely well. I think he played every snap on offense on Monday, which is crazy for a rookie tight end that was not nearly ready enough to do that like early in the season. And I just want to say the the Buccaneers are dead last in um, run block win rate, 20th in pass block win win rate, 24th in run stop win rate, and 18th in 
um, pass rush win rate. So they're not very good at the line of scrimmage. Like, please apply some pressure, win the line of scrimmage. I want to see them win in the trenches, please. It's like, yeah, man. I, and I don't, I don't have a ton of faith that they will, but I, again, I just, it's like, I, I want to just see them look like the aggressor, look like a team that is hungry, look like a team that's fighting for their playoff lives as they are. And, you know, be the team that, that wins in the trenches a little bit, especially on defense. You know, again, this team, you should be able to get some pressure on them. You should be able to stop the run fairly well. And, I mean, I, I, I don't know that we will, but it's like I just I want to see them look better. I want to see them applying some pressure. Yeah, Rashad White, the running back of the Bucks, has been really good. Yeah, like, he's averaging he, like almost five a carry the last three. Yeah, games, he, so. he, I am scared. He worries me in the same way that like I was worried about like Pacheco being able to just run all over us. Yeah. So that 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 is definitely probably my biggest concern. Um, but I mean, like like you talked about earlier, it's just the scoring numbers are because again, like the Packers could end up with a top ten scoring defense, which is absurd. Which yeah. is those those are deceiving because like you talked about when you're watching a game, you, you never like when the Packers offense gets off the field and the defense is coming on, you don't feel like all right. You're not excited to watch the next. Yeah series like yeah. y'all and, like, and and you never like like I, when the game's over you're never like man the defense was awesome today yeah it's they always stepped like, up well the defense you know they only allowed 20 like that's pretty good but it just didn't feel yeah. like they played that well and like again that's just that's not a recipe to consistently winning you know it's like okay you'll you'll get some luck you'll get lucky sometimes you'll have stretches where okay we're not giving up that many points but again it's just even when they're not giving up points it's like i, I just never I'm like, wow, they are just, you know, all over the field. They're forcing a bunch of turnovers. They're getting sacks. They're, you know, flying around. It's like, they, it just doesn't look like that. Yeah, it doesn't. And it doesn't mean that we're, you know, that the only, it's only exciting to watch defense. If you're watching like the Niners or the Ravens, like those are the best defenses in the league. Like, obviously that's not the expectation, but it's just more of, we're so used to like the bar being, please don't screw it up. it's like and same with and then same with special teams too i'm like yeah special teams is like it's the same way where you're just constantly like those are probably going to be negative and we're going to have to overcome it on offense and we're so used to having the all-time great quarterback that can overcome that and you know him alone it's like okay you can he can deal with having a bad defense bad special teams because he's that good now you don't have that consistency on offense anymore so it's like now you're just a, a team that is okay you know like good sometimes on offense but not always and you're bad on defense, bad on special teams. Like that's not going to win you a ton of games. That's not going to win you cons- win consistently. Yeah, I, I I think another thing I want to see in this game is I want a I want a, a a near flawless special teams game. Like again, you have not only the highest paid special teams coach in the league, the head coach made him the assistant head coach. His fingerprints are all over the the roster. Like they have so many safeties for special teams purposes. Like he handpicked the kicker. I'm not really frustrated at Andres Carlson. I mean, like, yes, it's frustrating that he misses kicks, but he's also a rookie kicker. Yeah. You knew that there's going to be like ebbs and flows with that. Um, but yeah, I just want to, that can't be a weak point again, because we went through a season and a half of just the absolute worst and literally losing games because of that. And you're not going to be able to, like you said, Nathan, you're not going to be able to overcome that with the rest of the team right now. Like you've got a young team that doesn't really know how things are even working yet. And now they have to overcome one of the veterans on the team making horrible decisions on, on a part turn. 
Okay, so let's talk scores. Let's talk uh, what we're feeling this week. Are we feeling confident in the Packers? Do we think that there's been like a fire lit under them from losing to the Giants, or do you think that they are going to fail on this one as well? So I I am going to pick them to win. I I think it's going to be a, a real ugly, sloppy game. I'm going to say 17-13. Like I, without knowing who's going to be available, I'm like – I don't know if they can hit 20 with who's going to be out there. So I, I think they literally do just enough. And I can't even say that we'd feel disappointed with that based on what we just saw in the previous game. Like this is, you know, it's a week to week league is very cliche, but especially this year for this team. I mean, what they did the week before is wildly going to affect what I think they'll do the next week. So yeah, I'm going to say 17, 13, and it's going to be a real nail biter, but I think they win. Okay. And Nathan? I'm going a little bit more high scoring. And again, it is contingent on some of those guys playing. I think either Watson or Reed, one of those two has to play, one of Jones or Dylan. You know, if you can get a couple of these guys in, um, then I do think they can put up a little bit more points. I'm I'm going 24-20. And I think Love will look better, as I said, playing at home, bounce back game. I just think, you know, they'll be a little bit more comfortable. They will have that. I think they will be, you know, a little bit more motivated you know, they should have been motivated to beat the Giants because they still were playing for their playoff lives. And, you know, all these games are important. But I think maybe they got a little bit comfortable, a little bit lackadaisical last game, just thinking, OK, you know, we've got an easy schedule. Everyone was talking about, OK, Packers should be in the playoffs now. They they got such an easy schedule coming up. They play the Giants, which is, you know, a likely win and all that stuff. It was kind of just this this, you know, I think they could have gotten a little bit complacent. Not that I think that's the only reason they lost or anything, but I just think that maybe they had a little bit of that. They definitely should not have that now after losing to the Giants. So, um, and, and again, being at home helps. So I think that they, they are able to to get a win regardless of how it happens, regardless of how close it is. I think they will be able to eke out a win. I think we're all on the same page. I think it's going to be very close where we're just going to be like, holy shit, are they going to lose to the Buccaneers? <laughs> so I'm going to do, I'm going to say the Packers will win. I'm going to stay positive. I'm going to say Packers 20, Buccaneers 17. Final answer. Because Baker Mayfield, I feel like, is either really good or he stinks. So them winning two in a row, I'm like, okay, he's going to be on a high. They're probably all going to be on a high. I'm going to say that we're going to shut him down. They're not going to get a three winning. Yeah, I mean, like like you said, like in the opener, he's only he's played against the Packers twice. He's not looked good in either one. I mean, the the Christmas Day game a couple years ago, I think he threw four picks and. Uh, he didn't play well last year, but he'd only been with the Bucks. Uh, excuse me, with the Rams for what, like ten days or something. But yeah. by the by the time they came to Lambeau, so uh, he has not played well at Lambeau Field, and I I think he definitely will throw a, at least a couple, and hopefully the Packers can actually like make those count because that's one thing we didn't really talk about. This defense doesn't get interceptions. Like, no, they don't. No. Rudy Ford has two and he's the leader on the team and he got yeah. that like in week three or something. Like that. Yeah. And again, that's what, that's what I meant when I was like, they, they don't, they don't make their presence felt on the game. Like you're just yeah. kind of like, okay, the other team just kind of moved the ball and you know, maybe they, they had to punch a couple of times, but it's never just like, man, the defense gave the, the offense short fields all game and was just out. It's, it's never like that. Does, does anyone have a uh, pull? Uh, how many picks do they have? Do they even have 10? Let me see. I'd be I'd be shocked if they have ten interceptions. I'm gonna guess they have like six. Um, six. 
Yeah, that's 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 not good. Like that's the, the Niners have seventeen. So. <laughs> oh yikes! Yeah, so, yeah. So I mean, there, there's there's the disparity for sure. There's only I mean there's only one team that has fewer than six. The Titans only have three, but oh then there's gosh. three teams: us, the Eagles, and the Commanders all have six, and everyone okay. else has more than. And, and that's the thing, right? It's bend but don't break, which means like you're thinking you're causing these offenses to have long drives and then make mistakes and that's not happening. So there you go. (laughs) Well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do this. It's going to, you know, like you always see like news stories and it's like Florida man. And then it's like something ridiculous. We're going to do our Florida man predictions for this game. So are you going to say that your Florida man prediction is that someone's going to get an interception on Sunday? I'll go even out since we're doing Florida, man. I got to go even crazier. I think they get a defensive touchdown. Whoa. There we go. Yeah. Um, Man, what will mine be? Mine will be. I don't even I'm trying to think of something that's 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 on that level. That's that's tough to follow up. That's tough to follow up. (laughs) They won't have any special teams mistakes. I don't know. I mean, I, that's, I can't even. <laughs> they have, well, even, you're talking even penalties then because that that would be a pretty bold yes. prediction. You know what? I'm going to do it. No penalties, yeah. no turnovers, no missed field goals, no bad punts. Everything will be smooth on special teams. Yeah, because they are leading the league in special teams penalties. So that would be a crazy prediction. Yeah, okay. here we go. That's okay. it. Okay. Mine is um, that they'll actually execute a flea flicker that is um, – it doesn't look like <laughs> That's what we're going to say. A successful flea flicker. That is going to be my prediction after last week. Um, Okay. Well, that's fun. Um, I am. Oh, hey, it's Shanna on all the socials. By the way, you can check out um, the Green Bay Packers radio network on 97.3 The Game and beyond. If you're in Madison, 101.5 WIBA-FM. If you're in Green Bay, WIXX has the games. And you can listen to it on the iHeartRadio app. I will have the halftime and the postgame reports. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Ferd Turgeson, F-E-R-D underscore T-U-R-G-E-S-O-N. Also, can we talk about your morbid name on there right now? It's cyanide. <laughs> His thing is cyanide mimosas right now. <laughs> Jesus that, that, that's, what I, that's what I felt like having Tuesday morning after the game. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Don't and leave then, us, Monty. <laughs> and then I'm just on Twitter at my name, Nathan Marzian. Unbelievable. All right, we got to go. <laughs> go pack. We gotta go and go pack go. Go pack go.